بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم محمد کریم اما بات الحمد للہ چنائی از دا ٹوینٹی فورتھ آف آگسٹ ان دا ایئر ٹو ٹوینٹی of the station of our beloved messenger and the last thing I mentioned was the awesome point where Jibreel could go no further on the night of Mihraj so in a report in Imam Ahmad in his Musnad with the Sayyih chain of transmission Imam Sayyuti in his Unmudaj Al-Labib Fi Khasais Al-Habib A sample of the special characteristics of the beloved وسلم, for the intelligence, page 14 of the New English Translation. Abdullah ibn Abbas, he relates that our beloved messenger said, وسلم, I وسلم, saw my Lord the Almighty and Majestic with a beholding that was with the eye's vision. of which Al-Qaleem والسلام, could not bear the slightest, or beholding with the heart's vision, namely a complete tajalli, i.e. manifestation. So let's look at this. So this is a sahih hadith. So the Prophet gave the simple clarification first to Allah, that I saw the Almighty and Glorious. But then he explains to Allah, with a beholding with the eyes vision which Musa والسلام, could not bear the slightest mm-hmm. so the Prophet والسلام, was referring to his noble brother Musa والسلام, because he couldn't you know absorb the impact of seeing the Dajalli mm-hmm. his eyes saw it <laughs> then he said oh beholding with the heart's vision namely a complete tajalli manifestation so he explained that he saw Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then he said I saw with my eye which Musa could not bear and I saw with a complete manifestation with my heart Lord our beloved messenger said complete tajalli Sayyidina Anas radiyallahu, he relates that our beloved messenger recited the following verse, sallallahu alayhi wa In Surah Al-A'raf, Surah 7, verse 143. Audhu billahi minash shaitan al-rajim. فَلَمَّا تَجَلَّ رَبُّهُ لِلْجَبَلِ جَعَلَهُ دَقَّا When his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala manifested his majesty on the mount, he subhanahu wa ta'ala made it as dust. The Prophet explains like this and he held out and he held out the tip of his little finger. So this is recorded in Tirmidhi number 3085 Hassan Sahih Gharib Imam Ahmad in his Musnad 3-125 Hakim in his Mustadrak Sahih Ibn Abi Asim in his As-Sunnah number 480 Sahih and Mishkat. So what is our beloved messenger clarifying, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? He's explaining what happened to Musa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Mm. So Allah, the Almighty and Glorious said, 
that when he manifested tajalla his majesty to the mountain lil jabal ja'alahu dakka it turned to dust <laughs> so musa alayhi salatu wasalam he asked to see allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah ta'ala showed some of his majesty and that small amount of majesty he exposed subhanahu wa ta'ala turned the mountain to dust and the prophet explained how much majesty was shown and he got hold of the tip of his little finger so like you say the the nail so why did the prophet do that sallallahu alaihi wasallam because that is given you the image that it was such a small fraction of the complete majesty of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he goes pulverize the mount what else is mentioned what other effect the quran says in surah al-a'raf surah 7 verse 143 wa kharra musa sa'i'a and musa alayhi salatu wasalam fell down lifeless and musa alayhi salatu wasalam fell down lifeless so the mountain the quran says turned to dust so you would expect a human being to be turned to nothing <laughs> but such was the strength of musa alayhi salatu wasalam that he 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 lost consciousness the quran says so what does that mean Abdullah ibn Abbas explained radiyallahu meaning he fainted alayhi salatu wasalam this is in qurtubi in his tafsir volume 7 page 342 of the new english translation ibn jadir in his tafsir 13-97 and ibn kathir's tafsir volume 4 page 157 of the english translation so abdullah ibn abbas and some others of the salaf radiyallahu ta'ala anhum they said that the verse means he fainted the mountain turned to dust he fainted alayhi salatu wasalam Burqatad rahmatullahi said he fell down dead the impact actually took the life of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam this is in ibn jarid and ibn kathir in their respected tafsirs so it can't be a situation where they're both correct so which one is the one that is favored which interpretation did Musa alayhi salatu wasalam faint or did he actually pass away what gives weight to the second interpretation i.e. that he passed away is the sahih hadith related by abu huraira and abu sa'id al-khudri radiyallahuma who heard rasulullah say sallallahu alaihi wasallam fa inna an-nasa yas'aquna yawm al-qiyamati fa akunu awwala man yufiq verily on the day of resurrection people will be struck lifeless and i will be the first to regain consciousness sallallahu alaihi wasallam fa idha anna bi musa akhidhan bi qa'imatin min qawa'im al-arsh thereupon i will find that musa alaihi salatu wasalam is holding onto a pillar of the throne fala adri afaqa qabli am juziya bi saqati at-tur i dost do not know whether he arose before me sallallahu alaihi wasallam or he already received his due lifelessness on mantur so let's look at this so this is recorded in sahih bukhari number 2412 sahih muslim number 2374 abu dawood number 4668 Ahmad in his Musnad 2-264 Ibn Kathir's Tafsir Volume 4, page 158-9 of the English translation. So what 
is Rasulullah referring to in this flawless report, he's talking about the Day of Judgment. And he said, people will be struck lifeless on the Day of Resurrection. Verily, people will be struck lifeless. Notice the same word, the Quran says. The Prophet said, yes, akuna, same derivative. Will be struck lifeless, and I will be the first to regain consciousness. Mm. Then what did he say? When I regain consciousness, I will see that Musa is already holding on to a pillar of the Arsh. So now what does that mean? Does that mean that Musa was, you know, did he come along first? Because the Prophet saw him. So the Prophet himself said, Fala Adri. I don't know whether he arose before me or he received his due lifelessness on Mantur. So, what was the lifelessness the Prophet's talking about? Death. Not fainting. So, the second interpretation of Qatada seems the correct interpretation. Have you understood? So going back to the verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Musa sa'iqa. Musa wasalam, fell down sa'iqa, lifeless. Does it mean he fainted or he passed away? The sahih hadith seems to favor that he passed away because he's already arose before the Prophet So what did the Prophet say? He arose before me, he received his due lifelessness on Mantur. If it was a fainting, that doesn't make sense in the report. Have you understood? He must have tasted death. Also, other reports. In Qurtubi, in his Tafsir, volume 7, page 342 of the New English Translation, Qatada and Qalbi, Rahimahumullah, they said, Musa fell lifeless on a Thursday, the day of Arafat. He was given the Torah on a Friday, the day of Eid. So all this is fascinating. <laughs> Somebody goes, does it matter what day happened? And Well, what day was it? Out of interest. Arafat. He passed away in Arafat. <laughs> Subhanallah. <laughs> and then what happened on the next day, the day of sacrifice? He was alive and he was given the Torah. <laughs> Why does that fit in beautifully with another passage of the Quran? <laughs> Abdullah ibn Abbas, this is in Qurtubi in his Tafsir, volume 7, page 337 to 8 of the New English Translation. Ibn Jarir in his Tafsir, 9-32. Ibn Kathir in his Tafsir, Ma'rif al-Quran, volume 4, page 37 of the English Translation. Abdullah ibn Abbas, he recited this verse, Radiya al Surah Al-A'raf, Surah 7, verse 142. Wawa'adna Musa thalathina layla. And we appointed for Musa alayhi salatu wasalam 30 nights. Ibn Abbas explained that 30 nights were the nights of Zulqa'dah, the 11th month of the Islamic calendar. He then recited, verse 142, And we completed it with 10. Ibn Abbas explained that 10 nights added to them were thus the first 10 nights of Dhul Hijjah. So why is this beautiful? Because it confirms. When did he go into the Blessed Mount? 
the first of Zulqa'da. Allah says, we appointed for him 30 nights. And Ibn Abbas said, it was the whole month of Zulqa'da, the first of the four holy months. Zulqa'da, Zulhijjah, Muharram, uh, Rajab. But then the Quran says, we completed it with 10. So what's the next month after Zulqa'da, Zulhijjah? So what's the 10th of Zulhijjah? Eid. So Lord is confirming. So go back to the previous report. The Salaf said, he fell lifeless on a Thursday, the day of Arafat. So when he asked to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it was the Yawm arafat And according to the sound report, he passed away. He was brought back. The next day on the day of Eid, Allah Ta'ala gave him the Torah. Why? Because it was a holy day, obviously. It is also related in a hadith in Nasa'i, Qurtubi in his tafsir, volume 7, page 338 of the New English Translation, Al-Bidayah from Abdullah ibn Abbas, that Musa fasted all these days prior to Eid. So he fasted the entire month of Zulqa'da and he fasted another nine or possibly the tenth until he was given the Torah. So why is that fascinating? Because it tells you something about Zulqa'da. Zulqa'da is a, one of the four holy months. But it's neglected. People don't really know the virtues because it's one of the four holy months. We should keep away from sin. The Quran says, mashallah. But anything we're supposed to do on that month? Fast. So a person goes, did the Prophet fast? He goes, yeah. But are, but are you going to ask me which Prophet? Which Prophet? Musa. He fasted the entire month of Zulqa'da. So again, the scholars point out that you should try to fast in this month, emulating him. But then he fasted another 10. Zulhijjah, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and the 10th, until he got the Torah. So now, why is that interesting? Because the first 10 days of Zulhijjah are the greatest days on earth. Allah Ta'ala wanted him to fast. Now, why does Allah Ta'ala say in the Quran, we appointed 30 nights for him. We completed it with 10. Why doesn't Allah the Almighty and Glorious just say, we gave him 40 nights? The reason was, was because on the 30th night, he started using the miswak, Musa because he knew that Allah was going to speak to him. So he didn't want to have any unpleasant smell. So Allah the Almighty and Glorious then said, now fast for the next nine days, nine or ten days. As if to say, look, this was an excuse for you to make it to the day of Eid. So, and also in Tabarani, authentic, the Prophet said, the most beloved deed to your Lord when you fast is to use the miswak. So there was nothing wrong. Musa did nothing wrong when he used the miswak. But Allah used that so that he could carry it on until uh, the day of Eid. Just to add this, it was because of the additional 10 days that Samari caused fitna. <laughs> so who's Samari? Anybody know who Samari is? He made people worship the calf. There was no idols. So Samari, obviously, he was one of those strange people. He actually started causing havoc 
He goes, look, he's not coming back. He said he's coming back after 30 days. He's not come back. Mm. He goes, 31 days past 30. You understand? So he's using that. He says, he's not come back. Mm. And he goes, I will tell you the God that he worshipped. And then, of course, he told all of the people to gather the gold they had collected from Egypt. He put it into a kind of a hole. And he got some of the dust, which he had uh, acquired from the hooves of Jibreel's horse. Jibreel's horse is called Hayat. Mm-hmm. And he threw it into there, and he became a calf. And he started making the noise, like a calf. And that's how the calf worship started. So Harun Salam told his people, he goes, he's coming back. So they wouldn't listen. Why? He goes, he told his, he's not, he goes, he's light. He's not coming back. And that was because of the 10 days. You understand? Then he came back, and of course, we know what happened. So why have I mentioned all these details here? They turn to the matter. Proving our beloved Messenger وسلم, was honored far above his exalted and noble brother, the Holy Prophet Musa. How? For he وسلم, was shown the complete tajalli. He was shown the complete splendor of our loving Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala, as compared to just a fraction of this divine gift to Musa alayhi salatu Subhanallah. Go back to the report where I started. What did he say? Sallallahu alayhi salam in Ahmad Sahih. He goes, he could not bear the slightest, i.e. vision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But I beheld with my heart a complete tajalli. Complete. Meaning he was given far more and he, he had the strength to have the to, to absorb this. As our beloved Messenger had thus once said to his most exalted companion Abu Bakr Siddiq, verily, Allah the Most High has granted you Iman like the faith of every one of my Ummah who have believed in me. Whilst he has granted me, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The like of Iman of all who believed amongst the children of Adam. This is recorded in Deir Lami and Imam Ghazali rahmatullahi, in his Ihya, volume 4, page 439 to 40, in the chapter on love, longing, intimacy, and contentment. So look at the status of Abu Bakr. What did the Prophet say about Abu Bakr? Allah Ta'ala has given you the Iman of every one of my Ummah. So think about that. How many Muslims in this Ummah? It's you know, one point something billion now at the moment I'm speaking. But your guess is as good as mine. Does it include the jinn? He said Ummah. So let's put the jinn in as well. If you combine all of the Muslims with Iman in this Ummah, that is the Iman of Abu Bakr. So how is that possible? You know, if you think about it, in one heart, he's got, where has he got this Iman from? Abu Bakr, that's his secret. Then the Prophet said, But I've got the Iman of all the children of Adam from the beginning to the end. Think about that. So, what does that tell you? He's honored above others, far honored above others. Indeed, upon his return from the blessed Isra and Mihraj, he was given endless gifts to further please him with regards to his Ummah amongst which were articulated by our beloved grandfather, Adam alayhi salatu wasalam. What did he say? Imam Shuyuti rahmatullahi in his Unmudaj al-Labib fi khasais al-Habib, page 56 of the New English Translation, 
he quotes Imam Razid Rahmatullah in his Al-Khasais he relates Adam said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored the Ummah of Muhammad with four things that he did not even grant me firstly my repentance was in Makkah where at least one of them can repent anywhere secondly my garment was removed from me when I erred where these their garments are not removed when they sin thirdly I was separated from my wife also due to this and fourthly I was expelled from paradise i.e. and when they enter they will never leave so let's look at this so Imam Razin records this and also Imam Suyuti Rahmatullah so our grandfather Adam والسلام, he's talking about us he's not talking about the Prophet he's talking about us and of course we're his children he said this Ummah was given four things that Allah Ta'ala didn't give to me look at the status Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with we, we, we should never say that we're honored above the prophets it's, it's disrespectful but we can quote Adam Adam والسلام, said this Ummah of Muhammad وسلم, was given four things that Allah Ta'ala did not even grant me straight away you're thinking what have we been given that even the Holy Prophet Adam wasn't given his repentance was accepted in Makkah according to this report they can repent anyway <laughs> so what does it mean repentance he meant he met his wife Allah brought them back together he, Jibreel said Arafta he pointed towards uh, Hawa Eve and he looked because that's my wife and they came together Allah accepted that's what it means it was like accepted at that point where's Arafat it's part of Hajj it's obviously just outside the holy city but here he goes my repentance was in Makkah we can repent anyway now think about that isn't that an honor Allah could have said the same because if you are going to repent I'm only going to accept it in Makkah how difficult would that have been for us Allah goes do whatever you want secondly his garment was removed when he slipped the garment of paradise. When we fall into sin, do we become naked? No. In fact, even a strange statement to make. You know, what were you talking about? Why would I be naked? Our father was. Well, obviously, he didn't sin. It was a you know a, a slip of judgment. Wasalam, but for us, it's a sin. <coughs> Why are we becoming naked? Because we're the ummah of the Prophet. Thirdly, he was separated from his wife. So there was a temporary separation. Do we temp- temporarily separate from our wife if you commit a sin? Mm. Imagine you wake up with my wife. Well, you, you sinned. <laughs> now go to Makkah. You're thinking, oh my God. What? Allah Ta'ala goes, no. And fourthly, I was expelled from paradise. They will not. Mm-hmm. So what does that tell you? Adam والسلام, was articulating the gifts that Allah has given to this Ummah because of Rasulullah. This is why Imam Sayyuti mentioned this as the special sample characteristic of Rasulullah. So this shows our honor, the honor given to us by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
So note again, whatever angle you look at, you realize that our beloved messenger was given honor above all his noble fathers and brothers, alayhi salatu wasalam. And because of we being in his ummah, we are also given some of this honor, graciously by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the other things which come to mind, which you can highlight, the previous prophets, alayhi salatu wasalam, they could not offer salat except in designated places of worship. We can pray whatever we want. Isn't that true? Imagine if you could only pray in masjid and your prayer is not valid. That was for the previous ummahs. Allah has given it as an honor to us. The whole earth has become a masjid, one report says. If they could not find water, they, they couldn't pray. We've been given tayyib. The Prophet said, spoils of war have become lawful for this. It was forbidden for all of the previous ummahs. And he mentioned other gifts. And note again, we have been given this because of our link to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Are there any questions you'd like to ask? So, when I behave these one, Allah Humma, behave the Kashtu Lai, Lahi, 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 Lahi,